Hello, team side. Welcome back to Xander's Film Podcast. Now, it might seem like uh, this is coming out at the same time. This is actually a week later, but uh, we'll, we'll get to, to why it's not come out. <laughs> the last one hasn't come out yet. But anyway, uh, I am here. Uh, I'm back. I'm Xander Langwiston, of course, your host for today. And I'm joined by my good friend once again. It's uh, Mr. David French. How are you doing? Hi Dave? there. I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm very sick. Are you? Yeah, uh, my throat is you very raspy. You look you can, awful. You can tell clearly, side by side from last week's to this, well, the same day to the same day, yeah. that my voice is like dead. I mean, you look exactly the same, so you look absolutely you are, awful. Bro, I look, I look rough. I look rough. It I mean, you not, always look rough. I'm just still. So uh, I apologise to whoever has to use this mic after me. Um, but today it is our second part of our Quentin Tarantino yes, marathon. Yes, it is. Uh, there's not been much news, and if there is any news, we kind of don't care about it. <laughs> so we're just going <laughs> to hop right in to the movies. We've got four to talk about, and then, of course, we did go and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night. Yes, we we'll did. We'll do a spoiler-free talk, and then we'll jump into a, a, a bit of spoilers. I mean, I think I'm going to have to f- talk full spoilers if we are going to fully discuss the movie and what we Yeah, like, what we let, but like. that's uh, after we'll do yeah. general thoughts. Um, but the first movie that we need to talk about, we talk, we ended on Kill Bill Volume 2 last week. Yes, we did. Oh, we're probably going to rank these as well, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we might as well. Might as well. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be fun. Why yeah. not? Might. Got do nothing, it. Got nothing Let's better to do. do it. You know, this is going to be so long. I don't know why this, this, See, the last one feels like Kill Bill Volume 1, because it was kind of like, you know, halfway there, just under halfway there, and this <laughs> one is just more. So so that one was like an hour 50. This one's going to be like two hours 17. Although Probably, the last one yeah. was two hours, and this one's going to be like three. Yeah. Anyway. Let's go. Okay. We're going to start off with Death Proof. <laughs> Right, first of all, you didn't watch all of this, did you, Xander? I, what, I, okay, so I haven't had much time this week, and I watched Inglorious, thinking if I watch that later, I will definitely fall asleep. So I watched that earlier, and then put on Death Proof, thinking it's a shorter film, I can get through it quicker. And then I got an hour into it, really, really dug it, really enjoyed it, but then woke up and the uh, menu was there, I was like, damn it <laughs> come on Xander what are you playing at alright well so I'm going to have to talk you through like, um, the final 40 minutes of that movie I guess yeah um, obviously full spoilers for the rest of the movies because yeah. they've been out for long enough um, let, I'm going to go through the uh, the uh, oh, what's it called the uh, synopsis yes yeah, so uh, it is two separate sets of voluptuous women Good lord, I love Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Two separate sets of voluptuous women are stalked at different times by a scarred stuntman who uses his death-proof cars to execute his murderous plans. Um, so this is part two of a Grindhouse special that he did with Robert Rodriguez in 2007. Robert Rodriguez directed Planet Terror, and then Tarantino did Death Proof, and you could watch them together as like a weird double bill. Yep. Did you watch Planet Terror as well? I did not. I didn't either. I, I literally I went onto the menu, went scene selection, Death Proof. Yeah, because yeah, because you it, can't skip to the second movie unless you do that. And I was like, exactly. I, I can't be bothered like 
watch because I was knackered. Yeah, exactly. By the time he's, I was watching, he's been, but I watched it all. Tell you what, right? You might be really unhappy with us that we've not done this properly, but you try and watch nine Quentin Tarantino films in the space of two no, weeks. I've done this properly. I swear to God, you I, haven't. I swear to God, at the end of the, at the end of this week, I'm gonna throw up the N word. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's it's a lot to watch and uh, this one it's he's one of his shortest films it's, it's his shortest isn't it's, it? it's like f- one hour 41 yeah probably tied with uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs yeah, Reservoir Dogs um, but this is a really weird one because it's it's still very Tarantino with the dialogue oh definitely it's Tarantino with the dialogue and with, with the way it's shot yeah but the story completely is not Tarantino no it's very strange yeah but it fits in the sense of it's a B-movie random whatever it mixes yeah. a lot of genres in one it does. go yeah it's, it's kind of a horror film it's kind of a horror thriller comedy yeah. random I don't know it's a mess of everything and I love it it is um, <laughs> Kurt Russell is the stuntman he's what's he called stuntman Mike stuntman Mike <laughs> he's, he, he calls himself stuntman Mike everybody calls him stuntman Mike stuntman even Mike. the guy at the bar knows him as stuntman Mike and he, oh man I just love watching Kurt Russell I could watch Kurt Russell all day every yeah. day doing anything I just I look, that's the, one of the reasons I like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 so much because Kurt Russell is just so watchable as I is. love Escape from New York uh, Big Trouble in Little it. China I Never love those it. films because Kurt Russell is just so much fun to watch on screen yeah. Um, who else is in this? Oh yeah, I didn't realise that Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in this until she turned up and she's like my dream. So, since <laughs> <laughs> so she turned up, I was like, oh right, I'm enjoying this film. I'm ready for this now because <laughs> I sent you a text the next day. I said, you did. I, he said, where did you get up to? I said, well, Kurt Russell killed four women in a car. I saw Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I got very happy, and then I woke up and the menu was on. <laughs> so, I, so I did really watch half of the film. Um, do you want to talk us through like, so right. the first half he just he, there's a there's four women they go to a bar have some drinks they leave yeah. and they uh, yeah these four women are in a bar they're just like your old friends catching up or something yeah. and then one of them has a conversation with Kurt Russell sort of denies him and then Kurt Russell takes another girl home kills her in the car which is brutal by the way because he, oh, like, God, he yeah. speeds up really quickly and then just hits the brake and then it smashes into the yeah. Head headbutt, you know, yeah. the, the wing mirror thing. It's all it's horrible. And then he drives headfirst into the girl's car, and then I fell asleep. Talk to me. How did you fall asleep at that moment? I don't honestly don't know. I right. was really enjoying it as well. So what happens after that is we see the next group of four women. Um, the one they're talking about. I feel I've I've got my film. I'm talking about. I think it's like White Lightning or some shit. I don't something know. like that. But uh, Rosaria Dawson's one of them, and uh, yes. Zoe Bell. Yes, is another one. She and, uh, is. Mary Elizabeth Winstead yes. and the other one. The other one. The other one. I don't know any of these people other than Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> yeah. But you know who Rosario Dawson is? She's in Daredevil. Yeah. Which and one though? She's the, the really bad Daredevil. one. Oh, oh, yeah. No, now I know you're on about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rosario Dawson. Yeah. She's she's a national treasure. I thought I recognised her. <laughs> I couldn't put <laughs> face to anything. <laughs> Damn I'm it. really bad with this but basically um, what happened is so we see those four people they are really really like powerful like women uh, two of them are stunt doubles I believe okay um, they're well, all yeah, working, they're all on, working on yeah they're all talking they're about they're all working sets. on a movie and um, all just like talking about whatever just yeah just having general friend conversation it's nice and they one of them brings up that there's a car on sale that they really wanted and so they go to the guy and they try to con him because they want to like reenact a scene from a movie okay. and the scene that they're wanting to reenact is basically somebody getting on the front of the bonnet and then hanging with two belts along it so they're just chilling on the bonnet whilst it's going at full speed Right, it's really really cool 
Okay. And then, what do you know, Stuntman Mike comes out of nowhere and starts crashing into their car. Right. Weirdly enough, though, they all survive. Okay. And then, like, he, he starts going, whoa, that was amazing. And then they shoot him in the arm. And that's and he starts screaming out in pain. Right. And so then we see a massive chase sequence of him screaming in pain and those lot just screaming, I'm going to get you. And right. then, like, they finally get in, they smash his car up, and then they get him out of the car and start beating the living hell out of him. Just every single one of them, punch after punch after I, punch. I know after that's punch how it ends. Punch. They just beat him up. They just beat him up over and over. And then they end it with the, one of them, I think it's uh, the one from Daredevil. She literally slams her shoe onto his face. But you don't see anything after that. And it just cuts to the credits. <coughs> and it just shows written and directed by Tarantino. And I was really confused. Like, how did this take such a turn? That's a that's a strange ending. It's a very strange ending, but yeah. it's far from what you expect. It is, yeah, I guess that's the point. But I think it has a lot of charm with that. Yeah, I, like I said, I really enjoyed the first half. When uh, Second half is still really enjoyable. It's yeah, very different now. It's very different. That. I think, because I really liked when he get, when he crashes the car and you see you see it four times yeah. and you see what happens to each of the passengers. Like yeah. one girl's got her out, a leg out the window and, flies and, off. and the leg comes off. Yeah. And it's, it's mental. Um, one of them, like the the body just goes flying across Another the Another one, the tire just literally rips their face off. And then all I could think of was when like Nicolas Cage said, I want to take his face off. I want to take his face off. off. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not his best, but I don't think it's his worst. It's not as, like, because I didn't enjoy Jackie Brown as yeah. much. It's better than Jackie Brown, but it's not better than any of the others because all yeah. the others are genuinely great movies. Exactly, yeah. This is a really schlocky, hammy This film. is real, but, I f- like, that's the style that's of the charm for, obviously. There was There is one moment, though, that made me roll laughing and I paused the movie and text you. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. It's when Kurt Russell's talking to one of the girls in the first half and he says... And, and she's like she wants to give him a lap dance and then he's like he's trying to convince her to give him a lap dance she's like no I don't want to and then at the end of the conversation she she's like alright I'll give you a lap dance and he looks really happy with himself and then they get up and then it cuts to a, a real missing it, it comes to a tower <laughs> card that says real missing and I just what no and then it comes back and he's walking to his car looking really satisfied with himself I was like <laughs> yes Kurt Russell yes and he just made me absolutely laugh so hard that bit is because really that's funny. such a that's such a B movie thing like oh yeah, well, yeah. you're missing sorry there's also like like you pointed out to me like the charm of the fact that um, you can see the original title of the film at the very yeah. start and then it shows death proof yeah like, there's a moment there's a split second where you see a title come up but then it's cut to black and it says death proof yeah and then it cuts back to the normal scene it's yeah. like whoa okay that's a weird one but, but yeah like there's um that's like the charm of the b-movie genre and everything like that the b-movie style of filmmaking because no matter what they're going to mess it up it's going to be a bit sloppy and it's not going to be like a properly polished film and that's what they were trying to you know get with this like double grindhouse feature 100%. they were just trying to mimic that kind of filmmaking whilst also you know doing everything like in their way yes so yeah, uh, Death Proof. It's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. It's a really fun. It film. gets a really bad rep, but I think we enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot more than I did Jackie Brown. I have I have problems. I don't know what my problems are with that movie, but I have problems with it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just it's, it's not well made. a traditional Tarantino movie. Exactly, it's well made. There's nothing. It's a, know, it's a good movie wrong with it in that sense. Shall we move on? Uh, yeah, we can do if you really want to. Okay, 
Well, do you really want to? I mean, I kind of do because this film I really, really love. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so we're going to move on to Inglorious. a full title but we're not going to say it in case yeah. it gets inglorious and then the word for men with no fathers or people with no fathers it's not no the, it's a it's the name for people john snow john snow <laughs> it's go. inglorious john snow glorious john snow <laughs> so inglorious is a it, this is the turning point in his career where he starts making these epics yeah this is his epic season where every single one of his films is like two uh, two and a half hours plus yeah and they're all like huge casts and they're all like and it, it's an event at this point to yeah. see a Tarantino film it's an event it's not doing this you know he knows exactly his audience and he's just going to keep playing to them yeah and this is where he keeps hitting home runs but I think the fun thing with that is he knows his audience and he's going to play to them but it, no matter what whatever genre he does that audience will still love it because it's a specific style of filmmaking that exactly. people love about Tarantino because it's not a but yeah, I think that's the really, really interesting thing about Tarantino amongst other filmmakers because obviously, there's like specific genres have their own fan base, but then there's authors like Tarantino, Chris Nolan, yeah, exactly. Where, where people will go no to see a film what, by them. Yeah, no matter what, you will enjoy it because you know you enjoy that director. Yeah, and that's what's really interesting about their, those kind of people, and that's what I love about this kind of thing. I'll read out the uh, synopsis. Yeah, you do. If that. you haven't seen it, uh, in Nazi-occupied France during World War II, a plan to assassinate Nazi leaders by a group of Jewish U.S. soldiers coincides with a theater owner's vengeful plans for the same. So this stars uh, Brad Pitt. Um, hang on, I'm f- gonna forget everyone's names. Otherwise, I need to scroll. I know Brad Pitt and Christoph Waltz. Brad Pitt, Christoph Waltz, Eli Roth. E- yeah, Eli Roth. Michael yeah. Fassbender, uh, Daniel Bruhl, and uh, Melania Laurent is the. Uh, theatre owner oh she's Shoshana 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 Shoshana, Shoshana. <laughs> don't know why we're saying that um, and who else BJ Novak's in this as well and uh, there's someone else I, I recognised he was from um, Freaks and Geeks one I've of the kids from that. that oh Freaks and Geeks is great but one of the kids from that is in he's one of the uh, one of the inglorious oh yeah John Snow's nice. Um, so this Glorious is my John Snow is what I will always call it from now on this is my favourite Tarantino this is your favourite this is my favourite I ah. see last week I thought because we said Pulp Fiction was the best yeah but it wasn't our favourite I thought this is your favourite but then I realised I know I got yours is Django but, yeah of course um, mine's Django yeah uh, so this I have a Django this, wallpaper <laughs> this wasn't the first Tarantino film I saw though but it was it, it was the first time that I think this is I think we, we were talking about this yesterday because I said to you all of Tarantino's films have like comedic bits in it yeah but which is most overt comedy I think and this we decided one. this yeah because this is weirdly hilarious yeah even though it's about Nazis and like well yeah war. but they they mix that in really well like with they the do. with the Hitler screaming 999 no matter what that's funny it is yeah <laughs> like Gorlami Gorlami <laughs> Antonio Margarita that, that bit is Do, really Dominic De Coco <laughs> Dominic De Coco oh excellent excellent that's a bingo like no matter what that's this movie this movie <laughs> is so quotable and so funny yeah 
in whatever sense you can think of. Yeah, it is. Like, it, just in a random conversation, you could come out with Gorlami, and no I mean, matter what, it would still it, be it funny. It wouldn't make sense. It, but it wouldn't, would be but it would be funny. It would be funny. Because um, it's just so random. So, it's so stupid. So Brad Pitt's the leader of the of the Jon Snows. Of the Jon Snows. And he's... Of the Watchers on the Wall. He's the most American man you'll ever meet in your life. He really is. It's, it's when... It's, it's that speech at the start that always gets me. And he's like... And they, and they will be and they will be frightened by us. Yeah. And and we and they will be killed by us. Yeah. They must be destroyed. <laughs> and it's like Brad Pitt's so good. He is He's really so good, good in this movie. He just chews up every single bit of scenery in this movie, and I absolutely love it. Um, we were talking last week about uh, Sam Jackson not being in this film. He is in this film. He has he has narration. He does two bits of narration in this film. He does, which is uh, really fun. Um, what Christoph Waltz is a revelation in this movie he's so good he the that opening scene is arguably one of the best scenes that Tarantino's ever made in his entire nearly 30 year career shall we quickly explain the opening scene so so the opening scene is uh, Christoph Waltz is he's known as the Jew hunter yeah and he's he's basically killed all these Jewish people in France and Germany and he's like renowned for it for finding them in hidden places and he comes to this French farm where this guy and his family are living and he's like talking to him he's looking for more Jewish people and this guy's like listen Nats have been here before we have we're not hiding anyone you know and then they start and then they change language and stuff like that to try and avoid people hearing them yeah and they, you you realise over the course of the scene this feels like ten minutes and they're just chatting normally. Yeah. It's been really nice and you realise that he knows exactly what's going on. Well yeah. Because there's there are people hiding under the floorboards and then, you know, he sort of says like, Yeah, I know there's people hiding under your floorboards. Well he does like hint towards that throughout that entire conversation though, because he, he starts talking about like rats and vermin and all that. He does. Like if you would you re- welcome a rat uh, like into your home and give them a sauce of your milk yeah and it's just like no they, they spread diseases and they cause a plague and all that kind of thing but a rat has never done that to him and like that's what he compares to Jewish people yeah he compares them to rats in more of a complimentary way in a way that like they are able to hide where most people will not and they're yeah, able to think no matter, exactly yeah. and he starts saying stuff like that and they start keeps on you slightly see him glancing towards the floorboards every now and yeah. then and I think that's so good. It is. It's an incredible performance. Christoph Waltz st- steals this movie oh, he's so in good. every scene he's in. Um, but there's another sort of like really weird metaphor in this movie as well. During the bar scene, with um, where they're playing the, you know the the game. Yeah. What's it? What do they call it? Not I in think this, that's heads up. Heads up. Heads sort up. of thing. You know when you get a character and yeah. you put him on your head and you have to you have like, like twenty questions or something yeah. and you ask and the the it's a really tense scene that but halfway through the scene they decide to play this um, and this guy's got it on his head and it says King Kong yeah and he starts describing like oh um, am I you know do, do I live in a, a jungle and they say yes yes it's like oh did I did I come here on a boat did I come to America on a boat it's like, yeah yeah it's like did you did I come in chains it's like yeah was it good for me it's like not for you but for other people yeah like, oh right and he goes to ask him all more of these questions. He's like, "Oh man, the story of the black man in America." And they say, "Oh no." He said, "Oh, then I must be King Kong." Yeah. It's like, "Oh my god!" It, that, it throws a lot towards oh, that, everything. That hit me because I didn't realize that I, you know, yeah, I've, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. But that was like, "Oh, who?" Yeah. Ooh, that's so, see the ooh. bit that gets me weirdly is how like interesting it is, like how subtle you can give yourself away in that kind of operation. 
Exactly, yeah. Because the way, basically, throughout that scene, you start seeing him like get away with being German and all that kind of thing. Yeah, Ma- Michael Fassbender's an English, yeah, uh, English spy, and he fl- comes to France to help the John Snows. Yeah, and um, they meet in a bar to meet someone to help them get to the cinema to blow up the Nazis. Yeah, and there is a Nazi officer there who is, you know. He's, sort of he's really them. questioning he's him. He's really questioning he's him. He's fully like, interrogating him yeah. because he has a somewhat different accent. Yeah. But he gets away with that by like having a certain story and then having people back it up and everything like exactly. that. Exactly. And that was so, like, that was like ah, crazy. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, yes, he's getting away with it. He's living. Yeah. But then he gives himself away in the most subtle way possible. They order free dr- the, free glasses. The, the first time you see it, you don't realise. And you're like, wait, he does know. He's yeah. known the whole time. But then you watch it again because then they explain it later. The way that German yeah. people use like count three on yeah. the fingers is with the thumb and the two main fingers, whereas yeah. English do it index, middle, ring. Exactly, um, and he did it like like we do it. Yeah, and he didn't realize. And you see, well, it, you, you see, see his it again, face change. You see it again. He sees face change. You're like, oh no, he's done it. But they, they see that that leads to another really funny moment though because they've does. they've then got guns on each other and he says um, and Michael Fassbender's like well he, he he's doing this German accent still and G- German voice and you know speaking the language and then he suddenly cuts to the most British man in the world and he goes well old chum if I must go out like this you wouldn't mind if I go out speaking the kings <laughs> and it's just hilarious see I watch this with my dad and I love watching films with my dad because he finds things really funny and that just heightens the experience for me so yeah I think this that's my that's maybe why I love this film so much because there are just little bits that are really funny like Mike Myers turns up as an English officer and he is so funny but not on purpose yeah because he, he keeps doing like Austin Powers faces it's just because it's Mike Myers that's the thing <laughs> exactly you think of Mike Austin Myers. Powers you think of Wayne's World you, it's all you ever exactly. see exactly it's all um, I can think of when I, I, I can't take him as an actor seriously now and that's kind of sad um, what, what else can we talk about with this movie um, well like the ending like the final 30 minutes of that movie basically uh, yeah well final hour really yeah the final hour of Inglorious Jon Snow's I love that. That's so good. Inglorious John Snows. Inglorious John Snows. Like the final hour of this movie is insane, and it, like that's a bit of a trend in Tarantino movies from here on out, in a way. It is, yeah. Like there is a trend of the final hour is ridiculously mental. Yeah. So what happens is the plan is put into action, but there's two simultaneous plans: one to blow up the cinema from the UK government, yeah, and then one from the actual cinema owner because she's hosting the Nazi night and, and to she burn was, it down. And she was one of the French people from the start. Yeah, she was sure she was who hid, escaped, hidden under the floorboards that Christoph Waltz was at, and she yeah. gets away. And like that entire scene is so incredibly mental because there's two different plans to. Yeah, kill Hitler and it's, like Gables and all them lot on. He's when they realise where Hitler is because he's up in like the gods, you know, in like yeah. in the Lincoln seats, and and he comes outside and they're spying on the door, and he and comes outside. Like, and he's like, anyone got gum? gum? It's, <laughs> Hitler's just asking for gum. Yeah, what's, what's going on here? You know. Well, that's just Tarantino, isn't it? Though, like, yeah, Tarantino is the embodiment of Hitler asking for gum. What? Now his movies are just that ridiculous. Oh right, okay, yeah, like, I mean, he is that, that ridiculous. 
Um, you don't think of it like that, and then the second it happens, you're just like, ah, that happened. There's a little cameo from Harvey Keitel. Yes, there is. As over the radio, he's yeah. like an American officer. Um, I really like the the bear Jew scene at the start. The bear Jew scene is incredible. Eli Roth plays the, the bear Jew, and he's like known for coming out, and if Nazi soldiers won't tell them the information they want, then he beats them to death with a club. Or with well, a baseball, baseball bat. bat. Yeah, he says he beats them to death with a club. He, says, he bashes their brains over the baseball bat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that seems really good because that it really builds up well, and then it like because they have a they sort of have a, almost an emotional moment for the Nazi soldier when when Eli Roth looks down at him. He's like he touches his medal. Like, what'd you get that for? And the guy looks up and goes, "Bravery." And then he just beats the sweet hell out of him. It's like Negan, and then start, he style. starts treating it like a game though. He like, does. He starts talking like, about like baseball. Yeah, with he does. Completely Hits cut. it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, like in the most Boston accent possible. <laughs> and that, oh, I need to stop laughing. <laughs> you do need I'm to stop dying. Laughing. But that that entire moment is so incredible. It really is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, this film's really really good. It's a, so a lot of fun. Um, it's two hours thirty. It doesn't feel too long, I don't think. Everything's, no, everything's no, necessary. It, it's very fast-paced. In the, well, it not is. everything's necessary, because it has like those ridiculous, stupid moments that you do not need in Tarantino movies. It's like, like the scene... When you see Gables at first, yes, and exactly, he introduces exactly to the French translator. Yeah, and then and then it could, suddenly it cuts to a shot of them making sweet love. And it's like, it is so unneeded. Oh, that was because my phone went off. <laughs> <laughs> Fired, go away. Calling you off, Fahid. Fahid. Gosh. Oh, oh, right. Here we go. Here's the special part of the day where we play Who's Text Xander? We have three options. It's one, my father. I was going to say, it's either a father, friend of mine. Or, or three, three Domino's. No, it's your network provider. No, it's not. It's Domino's. Is it Domino's? Domino's are the only people that send me texts. Just making sure that you're okay because I'm not in the week. 50% off pizza when you buy £20 online. Oh, oh nice. Only at Rochdale, though, so... Sorry, sorry, Ashton. I'm tame sad. Rip, rip, ripperoni. F, F in the chat. F in the chat. <laughs> F my boy Dominoes. But like I said, th- this is my favourite, and uh, it probably will stay that way for a while. Yeah, it, it's not my favourite. It's very, very close to be yeah. my favourite. Because like each time I watch it, I appreciate it more. Exactly. Yeah. I laugh at it more. I, exactly. I enjoy it so much because it's got such it's, ridiculous violence. It's it's the seat where uh, Christopher Walken goes, "That's a bingo." That's a bingo. I was on a holiday. <laughs> is that is that the phrase? Is that the That's phrase? That's a bingo. It's just bingo. Yeah, it's just bingo. Um, I I was on holiday and we were playing bingo at the uh, resort. And the woman who was running it had a thick European accent, and she <laughs> and someone came up and said, "Oh, I've got bingo." And she said, "Have you? Have you?" And then and then she checked it and said, "That's a bingo." And me and I just looked at each other. No, no, she just said that. No, wait, that's not that's not possible. I feel like if I feel like if I was in her shoes, I'd say in Christoph Waltz of German accent yeah, specifically. That's a bingo. That's a bingo. <laughs> you just have yeah. to add that much emphasis on it. It is so good. I think we have to thank this movie in particular for giving us Christoph Waltz because without this movie we wouldn't have had him yeah it was almost Leonardo I, DiCaprio I wouldn't have had um, like Dr. Schultz in Django and no I love him shall we move on to Django uh, is there anything you want to say about Inglorious else I don't know Gorlami 
Garlami. Garlami. Like, should we just quickly explain now because we're just Garlami. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to ruin the job for you. But it, it really, if you haven't seen that one, if that's the one Tarantino film you haven't seen, if we have to recommend one, I think I think I would recommend Inglorious the most. All I can think of is Antonio Margariti. Although I will say this might turn people off. There's only about a third of this movie in English. The yes. other the other seventy percent is either in German or French. French. And there's a bit of Italian. Slight bit of it. There's like a scene with Italian. And there's a scene it. with Italian. But the rest of it is German and French and a bit and like a third of it is English. But you do get to hear Christoph Waltz laughing maniacally at a really, really, really like depressing story of somebody breaking their leg yeah, and mountain do. climbing. Yeah. So keep that in mind if you're against subtitles but really into oh Christoph Waltz laughing. Not you're not taking us to a film with subtitles. I can't I can't read while I'm also trying to see things. What's that from? You've quoted that to me so many times. I God. From it's what movie? Jen the Fredo in season four, episode one. Oh, I haven't one. watched that one in forever. It's when it's when the Eiffel Tower. It's when the, those guys come around and I've they play Dungeons and Dragons. So and long. Roy's trying to get over his yeah. girlfriend. I haven't watched that one in because I, I quoted that episode again the other day. Someone said someone said to me. Uh, I, w- I was walking around the the stock room going, ooh. And I, and I said, that sounds mysterious, doesn't it? He said, yeah, it does sound quite mysterious. I, I was hoping for ruddy mysterious, but okay. Is that your... Is that your Richard Iwani voice? No. I was I was hoping for ruddy mysterious... Oh, I don't know. I can't say it like that. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's me. Hi, Jen. Hi. Hello, Jen. It's Moss. From, from work. work. <laughs> <laughs> We're bunking off. We're bunking off. <laughs> Started to sound like a Wallace and Gromit. It kind of does. Django. 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 That's the song I'm going to put in. You've got it. <laughs> yeah. Django. You must face another, another day. Django. Django. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Django Unchained. This this film is my favourite, and it it's is. my favourite film of all time. Weirdly enough. Wow. So um, I I will probably have a lot to say about this probably. this one film. Um, I'm gonna read. Out you me. may not even have to talk. Oh no. <laughs> Might save my voice. Yeah. Uh, we've got the synopsis. With the help of a German bounty hunter, a freed slave, Django, uh, sets out to rescue his wife from a brutal Mississippi plantation owner. So this is the slavery movie. This is the yeah the oh, the only slavery. Movie. I've realised that that was after um, he plays after the war, isn't it? Yeah, because it's like yeah yeah but yeah 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 um, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah this yeah, is um, yeah. three three. I don't even please know. stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, my. F- <laughs> <laughs> we are the knights of. <laughs> you must find us a shrubbery, <laughs> a shrubbery. Nee nee. Please. We are we are no longer the knights who say <laughs> nee. We are now the knights who say ippy 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 patang. You've watched that film so too many times, man. I I kind of want it's you to keep best. this entire bit in. It's the best. <laughs> Please keep this in. <laughs> Your the arms come off. <laughs> And Xander is... We, we've broken him, ladies and gentlemen. We have broken him. He's, he's, he's finally gone. You, you're stuck with me for the rest Good, of this. Goodness podcast. gracious. Oh, I love Monty Python. Oh. You love it a bit too much. 
because I think it's worth like, my love. It's it's, it's worth all of my love. It's not. Sorry, Dad. I only have so much love, <laughs> and ninety percent of it has to go to Monty Python. So, so Django and Jade. Um, so Django. <laughs> why why do you love what? Django and Jade so much? Tired to me for many reasons. One, Jamie Fox is incredible. Um, like everything. I, I love everything about this movie. I okay, think, maybe specifics. <laughs> right. So, um, first, sell it the, to me, David. Like, I've, the, pretend I've never seen it before. If you hadn't, I would have punched you by now. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I, specifically, I love the relationship between Doctor Schultz and Django because Doctor Schultz played by Christoph Waltz, as Christoph we said before, Waltz, yeah, and Django played by Jamie Fox. Uh, yes. Basically, they meet on a snowy night. Uh, are you going to do us a play-by-play again? We, <laughs> we, we talked about this last week. The reason the last podcast was two hours long is because we did a play-by-play of every movie. Well, that was your idea. Yeah, but... Yeah. But yeah, like, they, they they start off meeting with um, Christoph Waltz saving him from slavers. Yeah. And then they go and kill his past slavers um, yeah. because he is a bounty hunter. So um, basically, he takes him under his ring, becomes his protege, and they become partners for the winter yeah and after the winter like has caught has passed they go on a journey to save Django's wife Brumhilda Brumhilda um, Brumhilda her full name they is call Brumhilda Brumhilda Von Shaft because apparently uh, according to Tarantino she well Django and Brumhilda are the great ancestors of Shaft Nice. The the movie character from the fifties or yeah. well, the seventies, and, and then the and then twenty nineteen, and then the twenty nineteen movie. Yeah, all called Shaft. Shaft. Ah. No, that's Flash. <laughs> exactly. Dooby 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 dooby. I've never Shaft. watched Shaft. So how am I supposed to know? I, all I thought of because of the way you said it was. Ah. Uh, the universe. I've not seen Shaft either. <laughs> what? I know. I know who Shaft is. I don't know who Shaft is. I don't want to know. It's Richard who Shaft Roundtree. Is. It's just a movie. Stop. But yeah, um, so they they finally get her to a. They go to Candyland, which is a cotton plantation. Um, I don't know. It's just a. It's just a slave place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a big. What like the fourth biggest cotton plantation in Missouri. Yeah, and it's owned by oh, Mississippi. Mr. Even it's owned by Mr. Calvin Candy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who is incredible in this movie. Yeah, he really I love him. I re- I've decided. I realized the other day that there's that sort of three acts to this movie. Three three main parts. There's yeah. The the first part pre Leo. Yeah. Then during Leo and, and then, then post Leo. Leo, it's like before Christ and all of that. Yeah, AC, it's like BC. before Leo, after Leo. Yeah, uh, and the middle section of this movie is really, really good. Yeah, with Leo because Le- I think Leo is the best part of this film. I see, I love that. Like my favorite part is the relationship between Django yeah. and Doctor Shorts, th- primarily because it's more like a father son slash friend relationship because yeah. he's teaching him how to read and write. Which is really, really cute. There's an entire scene, all time shot, like for that entire part of him trying to read um, a handbill of his very first bounty. Yeah, and he, uh, uh, the smell he's, he's almost and like a father son thing. It, it really is. He's so how to cute. shoot at the start. Yeah, there's also the fact that he tells him the story and he literally gets down, like crossed his legs and everything, looking dead, like innocent and all that. Yeah, and just being told this story about Broomhilda and the. German legend um, of like castle dragon. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a re- it is a really nice part of the movie. That's, that I love that entire bit. Um, I think 
I have a, a problem. You know my problem with this movie. I think it's just it is um, two hours forty eight, I believe. Two hours forty five, according to. Oh, I was so close. You're, you're wrong. I'm um, wrong. I think this movie is like twenty minutes too long, or even half an hour too long. See, I I agree with you in some aspects, but I also don't because I feel like a lot of the movie is needed. Yeah, it's it, everything up to Leo's and Doctor Schultz's death. Spoiler alert! It, they this film's been out for like seven years. Got yeah. chill out. Um, the, the, yeah, this when when they die, that's when I feel like if if he wrote it differently, the movie could have ended there. But it's it's a Tarantino film, and he has to have an extra half an hour for some reason. Well, and then he gets captured again, sent after slaves again. Quentin Tarantino has the most horrendous cameo. Oh, that was. And then he goes on a rampage again, killing. This loads is of people. specifically what I meant last week when I said that Tarantino is the worst character in all of his movies. No matter what you like, you don't like the character, you don't care about the character, and he just says the N word. I really like Jimmy. In G- I, I'm going to defend Jimmy in Pulp Fiction. I really like Jimmy. I only like Jimmy because of his gourmet coffee. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I Jimmy's care about. He's got some gourmet. He's got some gourmet coffee. Um, but yeah, I think if you cut that last half hour, I think this might be my favorite Tarantino film because everything up to that is so so good. But then that last half an hour, there's just it's just long. It's just but too much. You've got him like you don't want it to end with just Django doing all of this for nothing. You've been rooting for this character exactly, all exactly. If you write, if movie. you write the ending slightly differently, so if he kills Cam- Candy and then he kills everyone else, and then they can blow the house up like they do at the end, so it's the same as the ending, but it's just a like, half an hour earlier, so I get to go to bed earlier. <laughs> And, and I don't fall asleep thing. during the last 20 minutes, which I do every time I watch this film, because I did it this time as well. I He 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 had the massive shootout after Leo's death. Yeah. Then he gets captured. I fall asleep. I wake up when he's killing everyone again at the house. Yeah. That's that's how See, that I work entire, with this film. I'm like, oh, I've got though, 20 minutes of a nap now. This you've, is got great. To, you've got to admit, that entire bit, is, it leads up to more parts of the ending. I know, but he's, he's already he's yeah. Already I, I get he's already there. Him. He's already shooting everybody. Exactly. But he's at, he's got no ammo. He's got no guns. He's so got no why he so think he has more? Yeah, I'm but just, how's he gonna have more ammo? Like he's know. killed like what three people in the main hall. Like I'm that. just I'm just saying, if you wrote this the whole the movie a little bit differently, you could cut half an hour from it. I do, and it would be tighter and I think overall a better film. I still really really like the yeah. film. It's still one of my favorites, but it's just too long. See, I just think you're wrong. That's I think okay. It's perfect. That's okay. Perfect. What I'm, it is. I'm. You're allowed to have that opinion, my friend. I'm going to stop stroking your leg now. Please stop. I'm not going to stop stroking. Your leg. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Yeah. So I, this movie is just incredible. The the fight scenes, like the shootouts, are so so. This good. is where I he realized. Oh yeah, blood can be like these like exploding explosive bags yeah or something because it's this and hateful eight where every time someone gets shot they it's like, like explode it's with like it. three liters of blood is, from yeah. one shot it is and yeah. it is incredible no matter and then like there's a guy who gets and shot you, you shoot seven so- times in the middle of everything yeah you, you shoot someone in the foot and the top half of their foot blows up yeah you know it's that it's that like, sort you of shoot shooting. someone in the head it reminds me of that moment in um, hot fuss you know it's like it's like true where you if you shoot someone in the head in a specific part that it just blows up it's just that that is Tarantino described in one quote yeah just his movies violence specifically like in Hateful Eight 
exactly. he literally blows up a guy's head by shooting him in the head twice he does he literally Which, and it's it is just a lot of blood it's just a lot um, of violence and it's unnecessary I think this movie is most violent yeah definitely along with Inglorious the, the most deaths in this one probably yeah um, there is there is 117 uses 116 even uses of the n-word yeah so this is a record which can be hard to stomach yeah I was watching it the other night and I was like come on you know maybe use a different word I mean yeah it's kind of not it's not okay to say but it's justified in the setting it's more justified because they are horrible people that they're dealing with because they are slave owners yeah and obviously he gets literally revenge on them there's also like a really really nice cameo from Franco Nero Yes, yes. Who the played guy the who original Django. Django? Yeah. You sit when he meets Calvin Candy, he's at the bar, Django's there having a drink. Franco Nero comes over, orders a tequila like he drinks in Django. Yeah. Because it's in Mexico, yada yeah. yada. And then he asks um, Jamie Foxx's Django, What's your name? He responds, How do you spell it? D J A N G O. The D is silent. And he just responds with, I, I know. know. And then he walks off and like, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that is such, that's a great cameo. That is the perfect kind of cameo. Yeah, exactly. Then there's also a good, a really good way to call back to that moment later on when um, he shoots the guy who was about to cut him. And then he just goes, D-Django. He, cu- he, keeps, he screams D-Django. And he just goes, the D is silent, Hillbilly. And then shoots that, him again. That's Walton Goggins. Yeah. From uh, Hateful Eight. It is. Uh, yeah, he calls keep calling D-Django. He calls him D-Django. See that that's a great moment at the end as well. When the uh, sound, hillbilly. When um, he's he say he says to one of the uh, the women coming up the stairs that are leaving, he says, <laughs> "Say goodbye to Miss Mary." He said, "What? What?" He said, "Just say goodbye to Miss Mary." Goodbye, Miss Mary. And then he shoots her. <laughs> she and she flies off. She flies off in a complete yeah, opposite exactly. direction. <laughs> he does. She flies like he shoots her at the side and she flies backwards. <laughs> it's really she and flies, it's hilarious. Flies backwards into basically where the shootout originally began. Yeah, and it's, and it's incredible. But, yeah, it's um, so useless, but it it adds to the movie in so many ways. Sam Jackson's a lot of fun, and I really like Sam Jackson and Leo's relationship. Yeah, because Leo is obviously in charge, but Sam Jackson's almost like a granddad to him. Yeah, but also Leo just obviously he's, he's still a slave. Yeah, no matter he's still screams him like awfully. There's a great moment, and like, I love it every time it happens. It's when Leo gets to the house and he stands up on the uh, on the wagon and goes, "Where, Where is my beautiful sister?" And he just screams it. <laughs> and I was thinking, is that in the script that he yells it, or is that just Leo the day? Like, I think that's. Think, I just feel like yelling something. I like, think that's Leo because it goes from <laughs> such a natural, chilled out scene. It does. Goes from just them two talking casually and then just telling him to go and get Hildy out of the hot box. Yeah. And they stands up, dead dramatically, and just screams out like an absolute chat. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Where is my beautiful sister? <laughs> yeah, that that's a great moment. Um, also, the moment when um, Leo realizes that they're there to get Hilda, Hilde, Hilde. Oh, um, and then and he brings out old Ben's skull. Yeah, and he like cuts his hand on some glass. He that's smashes real. his hand on the table. That's real. And cuts his hand on a glass, and it was actually real. And he actually wipes his real he blood does. on Hilde. It's horrible. He carries out. He splits. He cuts his hand open with multiple shards of glass, yeah. and then carries on that entire scene. Yeah, like and you can see because you can see him halfway through the scene. He's just like picking he out bits of glass out. so casually though, and that's what makes Leonardo DiCaprio one of the greatest 
greatest actors ever. Because it's the rest of that scene, though, and they say, yeah, we'll pay $12,000 for it. Yeah. And he's got that hammer, and he just goes, sold! Because he smashes it down on the thing, and she's, like, terrified. Yeah, you She's so good in that scene. Because oh she, she, she clearly has no idea what's going on. She's exactly. Like, oh, oh, man, it's... I'm it's, so glad they kept that in the film. Yeah. It's, it's, I have also thought of something else that I love about Christopher oh, Waltz again. Um, so, Mike, you know, whenever Christoph Waltz is in a scene, whenever he's talking to anybody, even if he's been outwon by Calvin Cannon, he's holding power in the scene. Yeah. No matter what, he holds all of the power. Even when Calvin Candy thinks he's won, when he's signing the papers, yeah. he's the one who's walking around him. He's the one handing him everything and doing it in a way that still holds his power. And then when he asks for a handshake, a handshake. he's just refusing. Yeah, and then he's just like, "You really want to shake my hand? If you insist." And then shoots him. Yeah, and then just turns around and just goes, "I couldn't resist." Apparently, he said that in his Oscar speech as well. Yeah, when it when he won for Django, he really deserved it. Yeah, like he overly deserved. It. I think Leo also deserved. I, th- it. I think Leo's better. I prefer Christoph, Christoph Waltz, but that's just because I love, like, I love him as a person. Yeah, there was. Uh, I was reading. I was because re- when I'm watching a film, I really like to go on the IMDb trivia page. Yeah, and just read all that. And there was a bit of trivia that said Christoph Waltz didn't want to join this film be- unless Tarantino said that like changed the script so that Christoph Waltz's character would just be the best person in the yeah. world, and there were no bad elements to it. Because even no matter what, you can like you just love this character. Yeah, because he's so nice. He's, he's just the best. He's guy. adorable. So uh, yeah, Django Unchained, huge. I think that's his that's his highest grossing film. It it's is a, weirdly, it's his easiest to watch film. It's a, if you were introducing a random person to a Tarantino yes. film, this would be the film you choose. Weirdly, yeah. even though it is tough to watch at times. Yeah, but you sort of get you get the idea. There is another point with the soundtrack. The, the, I, think I bought this, this film, soundtrack. Yes. I bought this soundtrack. I think this film has the best soundtrack out of any Tarantino film. It's because no matter it feels like a score to the movie it does no matter what even if it's like a fully produced thing because he uses lines from the film it in um, in some of the rap songs in some of the rap songs yeah it's 100 weird Black contem- Coffins it's is one of the greatest songs music. Like, yeah 100 Black Coffins is one of my favourite songs of all time because of this movie uh, or what's the what's the song where they uh, where they ride out for the winter oh I know what you're on about but I can't name it but I do know exactly what you're on about because I, si- I sing I along to it. I got a name rolling me down, <laughs> down the highway rolling me down the highway moving ahead but life won't pass me by what a tune that is such what a, a tune it's such a good soundtrack and obviously the Django song right the Django <laughs> I had to <laughs> what that's a I absolute resist. banger and there's a song from John Legend on there yes Who there is that's you I love that song I had that repeat. Yeah, honestly, I listened to the like. Put it back to you, my baby. Put it back to you. I I listen to this soundtrack just randomly on days when I'm just feeling like I just want to listen to Django. I want to watch Django, but I don't want to have to watch it because like I have to set outside two hours forty five of my day to watch it. But I can listen to a forty five minute soundtrack and I know every single scene with each song. It's um I've watched it that many times. Another great soundtrack is I think I was uh, on a big drive over the weekend and. We had the Reservoir Dog soundtrack on. Reservoir Dog soundtrack is good. Yeah, and I really wish we had the Pulp Fiction soundtrack because I think that's slightly better. Yeah, them Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, 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 slightly better. Only slightly, but Steelers Wheels with um, Stuck in the Middle of You. That's a great song. Is 
genuinely one of the best songs of all time because of Reservoir Dogs. There you go. Because, like, I feel like that would be great no matter what, but because of Reservoir Dogs, you always think of that scene when he's exactly. dancing. And I think that's what makes it ten times better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shall we move on? Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Oh, there's a great KKK scene. There is a really which is, funny Which JKK. is the weirdest thing I will ever say on this podcast. <laughs> it's because it's really funny. It's got Jonah Hill in it. It does. It's got, um, oh, who plays Big Daddy? Don Johnson, uh, Don isn't Johnson. it? Don Johnson plays Big Daddy. And basically, they're just assembling a group of basically KKK. Yeah, because they've all got the they're trying, on. Yeah. But so they can't, <laughs> they don't get the hoods right. So they, they can't just see anything. And then yeah. they have this entire argument. It's about a, like one of them's like listen I think the bags were, were a nice idea, idea. <laughs> but they could have been done a little better no, not putting any fingers they could have been done a little better <laughs> so I think this time we go without the bags but next time we do it right and we go full bag <laughs> full bag <laughs> and then it's just the fact that Jonah Hill like knows that he made it worse by ripping it he just goes ah oh, damn it I just made mine worse. Yeah, I made mine worse. Has anybody got an extra bag? No, nobody has an extra bag. The fir- he just says it so the, flamboyantly. The first, beautiful. The fir- they're all, they all sound so camp as well, exactly. don't they? And I think that's the funniest <laughs> bit about the scene. Uh, the first time me and my... I, that, this was, I think, one of the earliest Tarantino films I saw. This was the very and first I, one I saw. And I watched it with my dad. My dad hadn't seen it as well. He was really excited to watch it. We sat down and watched it, and my dad... I think nearly threw up. <laughs> so did laughing. I when I saw watch it because I was just there. And thinking, I was, aren't the KKK supposed to be threatening? Yeah, I think I think that's the idea. Well, yeah, it's it's like with the Nazis; they make the Nazis kind of non-threatening with having Christoph Waltz there because he's threatening, but he's also so comedic. He, yeah, Christoph Waltz's character in Glorious John Snows is the character you hate to love. Yeah. No matter what, even though he's a Nazi, you're supposed to hate him. But you love him. But no, he's got he's so, so much good. charisma it's, and it's, so much personality into his character. Like, you like just love glorious it. for a minute. It's that moment when he's talking to the Americans on the phone and he's like, yeah, yeah, and I, you can tell your officers that I just planted some dynamite underneath Goebbels' seat and then it cuts to him and he just puts it there and he goes, that bit was actually true. Like, yeah. It was, so he's just going to kill them all anyway. What's going on? Well, to be fair, like he did say that if he called up, he could have just told him about it. Oh yeah, he could. So he could have just told him about that band that they planted it somehow. There you go. So the thing is, he's such he would have gotten away with that no matter what, and that's what's most impressive about his he's character. So clever. One, same with his character in Django, though. No matter what, he is Always the most. Step he's so clever. The smartest man. He's the so smart. Yeah. Like there's the moment when he walks out of the bar. Like yeah. And, like when they first meet each other, they go to a bar, and then they um like they come in and the barkeeper just runs away because they've got a slave in a bar yeah and that's very irregular yeah and so he goes and gets the sheriff and then the sheriff just comes home comes over and starts going so you're gonna show yourself in bill sharp's town and show your and then gets shot yeah just immediately just gets shot and so then like, he says his name now you can go and get the sheriff now the you can marshal. go get the marshal and then he, and he comes out the marshal comes back and there's like 12 guys there yeah all with guns pointing and he's like the guy that the sheriff was like a, a bounty yeah like and then he just goes basically marshal you owe me 1200 $200 yeah that's it yeah. and it's just like damn <laughs> damn it's he's such an yeah. impressive moment he's great the movie's great I love it. Maybe a little bit too long, but I'm not going to keep arguing with you about that. Should we, speaking of too long, should we watch? The, <laughs> should we talk about the next? This one, one is a bit too long. This Hateful is eight. the Hateful Eight.
music would you use for this? This is two hours 48. This is two hours 48. There we go. Right. So, um, in the dead of an, a Wyoming winter, a bounty hunter and his prisoner find shelter in a cabin currently inhabited by a collection of nefarious characters. So, this film is, uh, well, really, it should be called The Hateful Ten. Or The Terrible Ten, because there's ten people in the cabin. Because you've got Sam Jackson, yeah. Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Lee as Domagoo, you got Walton Goggins, then you got Tim Roth in there, Michael Madsen, uh, Mexican Bob, and the old guy in the seat. Those are the hateful eight. Yeah. But then you've got Obi the driver and Johnny Tatum hiding in the basement. But then again, Obi isn't a part of the actual eight. He's literally just the driver and he's the guy that everybody loves. No matter what, you can't, you don't like yeah, him so because he's, all, he doesn't all of do them anything. are like, man, Obi's what, what a great Obi's guy. Obi's done nothing. Yeah. And he dies. And it's sad. Oh, spoilers, obviously, because we're talking about it. It's spoilers for everything. It came just out a, four years just ago. agree that it's going to be spoilers. Yeah, you're saying oh. that. You're saying like that someone's shouting down the mic. No one's shouting down the mic. I'm going to shout down the mic. But, but yeah, like, there, there's going to be spoilers for this one, obviously. There's going to be spoilers yes. for everything. Yes. Like, come on. Four years ago, just watch it. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. It's on Netflix. That's, 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 that's how I, I managed it. to watch this, because yeah. I was watching this, this on the bus everywhere. This is the only one I don't have on Blu-ray. Yeah. Obviously, other than um, Once Upon a Time, but that's, that's yeah, just come out. It's not out yet. Um, so... And yeah, so that you really should be called the Eiffel Ten. But I mean, anyway, no, because it's part of the hate. Like Channing Tatum's a surprise character that's there. He is. You, nobody the knows way, that he's there. I think Channing Tatum is uh, controversial. I think he's the best part of this film. I think he is the best. I think. I think. I think he's, he's really good in this. See, I was thinking that I don't think he's the best of this part of this film, but I think. He really deserves a transit, a proper villain role, like an antagonist role. I think, I think, I just want to see him in the next Tarantino. Yeah, I would have loved to see him in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, imagine if he right. I know, obviously, Leo did an amazing job. We'll no. talk about that later. Imagine if Channing Tatum was Leo. It wouldn't have been as good though, bro. Imagine Leo if he got that, that kind of performance at Channing Tatum. More like Channing Tatum. Hardcore man, you're gonna have to cut that. God. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're not cutting that. So this is the end. Yeah, but you. Just... When Channing Tatum turns up as a kid, I'm aware. <laughs> what a movie! Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, but yeah. It's, um, this I have problems with this movie. See, we've talked about this I, briefly. I kind of have problems, but I don't know what those problems are. I think it's just a long movie. It takes it's, a long time to build it's up. It's very long. It is fun. I like I like all the characters. There's all like there's something to like about everybody, mm. and then there's also the charm of um, if you go into the trivia. I don't know. I don't know specifically about because there's the the guitar. Oh yeah, the guitar was. I like don't know what the guitar. Uh, like we might so- as well just get the trivia up. So oh, we can- it's gonna take so long to find though. There's 126 items. Okay. The guitar that Daisy Domingue and Jennifer Jason Lee played while singing Jim Jones at Botany Bay was a priceless antique from the 1870s on loan from the Martin Guitar Museum were, and worth some $40,000. Right. We can at the end no, of no, the no, song, no, no, no. the script I, I called turn, for John. I will turn that down. You wanted this. I will turn that down. Why, what are you doing? Stop no, it. You don't have to read the entire thing. We just had to fa- have a quick fact Ruth, about it. Kurt Russell to grab the guitar and smash it to pieces. Six, repl- six replicas were built for the shoot and were supposed to be substituted for the real instrument for the smashing shots. But due to a miscommunication, Kurt Russell was not informed and destroyed the original guitar before anyone could stop him. Jennifer Sations Lee's shot's reaction to this, gen- this is genuine and can be seen in the released film. The Martin Guitar Museum subsequently announced they would never loan guitar to fil- guitars to film shoots again. Well, now you just ruined what I was actually going to talk about because I was going to... Like, you could have literally just talked about the, the, the guitar itself and then we could have... Oh, sorry. Did you want to talk about that? Oh, sorry about that. 
You just ruined my entire day. God, I'm such a bad person. You really are. I love it. Man, I'm such a John Snow. You really are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, these movies really long. I don't really. I, Sam Jackson's incredible. Sam Jackson yeah. is incredible. No matter what, Sam Jackson's incredible. In, I think, in any movie, Sam Jackson is incredible. Th- that's because he's the main character in this, and I think that that's why he gets to shine more. I think, obviously, he's amazing in Pulp Fiction, but I think next to Pulp Fiction, this is his best performance. Mm. It may be ever. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't really... Like, Bob, I don't really... See, Bob, about. I don't care about. But I really like... Um, <laughs> the only reason oh, I like Tim Roth is because he's so over-the-top British, and it's hilarious. He's like, Osvaldo Mowbray. And he's like, but Osvaldo? He's like, oh, yes. I love when he goes from Osvaldo Mowbray to proper Cockney. Yeah. He goes proper Cockney. And it's really funny. It is. It just switches... He switches so casually yeah. to Cockney. It's just beautiful. Um, Joe, Michael Madsen, I just... Michael Madsen doesn't really do much. He's, exactly. He just sits on the bed. Exactly. So what's the point in him being there? But to be fair, I've, he is like the ending twist of a, like all of them helping him. Like, oh. Exactly. But like, that's that's the reason. thing. That's the thing I feel, find less interesting about this. It's that it's it's all of them helping her. And it's yeah. not that interesting. Oh yeah, they come to a cabin with four people. Who's helping her? Oh yeah, all of them. Yeah. Um, but it's like, who plays the old guy? Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. He is um, the guy who sells him he sells Django. Django, isn't he? Yeah, he's the guy who sells like you will sell him cheap and all that. He's yeah, really threatening. And he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Yes, he is. Um, I just, yeah, I I like what I, like there are there are bits I really like. It's just there's I have the problems I have. I like overshadow it. Like I yeah. said, Sam Jackson's really good. I really like. I really like when they get to the cabin and they all start talking and interacting. Yeah. I'd like, you know, because th- that's what you want in a Tarantino for. You want yeah. all the characters interacting. Um, I like the Lincoln letter idea. The Lincoln letter's really nice. Yeah. I think the first hour maybe could have been cut down. To half because an hour. it is an, a full hour before they get to the place. Well, yeah, but, like, you do have to build it. Like, because these characters have met before, we want to see what they know about each other. I know, because they're so also long. both infamous as well in their own right. In a near three-hour movie, you yeah, need some things to cut and an hour of of the start in a that's coach more of the tar- That's been. more of the charm from Tarantino, isn't it? I know, like, but it's not you even get so much information. We don't need all that information, but it's nice to have it. I just, it? you know, um, I yeah, like I said, then when you get to the cabin, and then it's at the half. It, I checked. Uh, I was watching it on Netflix. I checked. And he's at the exact halfway point that I'm like, yeah, I really, I'm really starting to like this movie now. Yeah. And it's when Sam Jackson and Bruce Dern start interacting yeah. because they were both on opposite sides of the Civil War. Oh god, that bit is immense. And he goes off at Bruce Dern. I actually forgot all about incredible. that. Incredible. I forgot all about that scene because I'm, I've only ever watched this one once. I've watched every other one other than uh, Death Proof because Jack Brown I've watched oh, twice now. Like, yeah. So. This one was the only one by now that I haven't seen twice. Yeah. And I did appreciate it more than the first time. I yeah. will admit. It's a lot more, like, because the first time I watched that, I, I think I wasn't in the right mindset of a three-hour movie. Yeah. 
but now like when I was when I made sure I na- I had to watch it I wanted to watch it as well because I just watched Django the night before yeah I was dead happy I was like you know what I'm going to watch that tomorrow because I'm in the mood for it now yeah so I watched that and I thought it was so much better this time around because I noticed so many more things definitely yeah and I also love like all of the characters other than Obviously, Michael Madsen doesn't do anything. Yeah. He just sits there and every now and then responds. I like how Mexican Mexican Bob is. Mexican Bob is the most Mexican. He's very Mexican, and I enjoy I enjoy that. Um, like I said, Tim Roth is just a lot of fun. Tim Roth is great in he's, any he's, movie, though. He's, having, he's just having a lot of fun in this. Yeah. You can tell, and you can clearly tell that that was meant to be Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah, definitely. You Because it was meant to be Christoph Waltz. He wrote like, that for Christoph like, Waltz. The, the moustache the and The look is Christoph Waltz as Dr. Schultz. Yeah. And when I first saw the trailer, I thought, yo, that's Christoph Waltz. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> but yeah, uh... Yeah, Tim Roth's oh. good. Um, I just, yeah, Jennifer Lee, Jason Lee's really, really good as Daisy. Jennifer Jason Lee's great. Kurt Russell's a lot of fun again. Kurt Russell's always. He's great just really fun. mean. He is really mean. But once again, he is literally called what Hangman something. John Ruth the Hangman. John Ruth the Hangman because he's a bounty hunter and and when you catch him, dead, you hang. Yeah, when, when he's a yeah. When he says dead or alive, he always yeah. says you're alive, so he can hang yeah. you. Because um, he, he doesn't want to cheat the hangman in that town. And that's like that's a nice addition to his character because throughout Django, because they're bounty hunters, you don't see any person come back alive. They are all just dead. And they explain that in this because it's easier to bring in a corpse than it is to bring in somebody who is yeah. about to die and they don't then they know it. They're desperate. Um Walton Goggins is really good in this. He gets more to do in this because he was in Django, but he didn't really get much to do. Uh, in this he gets a lot more to do and yeah. I really really like him in this but obviously at the start he's kind of a horrible bloke but then by the end you really get to like him well yeah but the thing is like at the start he's a horrible bloke because obviously they were on different sides of the war and I think that's yeah. also a really interesting dynamic yeah like that's what I loved about the scene with um, him and the old man yeah Bruce Dove. yeah like literally just co- it's just a back and forth conversation but then it just turns into Sam Jackson fully scaring the guy like terrifying this guy yeah and that is just incredible it is that that's such good writing i love it yeah that scene is insane i i really like the scene when they flash back to uh before they all get there and when charlie Tatum's there (laughs) yeah you just really love charlie Tatum. yeah but it's it's when he says he says we he's like and she's like what's that it's like it's french for yes and then she's like, oh, okay. And then she shout, like, mini shouts over to Sweet Dave. She said, hey, Dave, ask me if my bum's fat. She's like, what? Said, ask me if my bum is fat. She's like, but your bum is fat. Like, just just ask me. She's like, is, is your bum fat? She's like, wait. <laughs> that, see, that's the kind of Tarantino stuff I love. See, that reminds me of, um, you know, Pulp Fiction. With yeah. Royale cheese. Exactly. It's so much it's like a callback to that scene. Oh yeah. And that, I love that. That's the kind of stuff I like. Um Yeah. The Um I like the Tarantino voiceover in this. Yeah. When it when he's just like yeah, that's his I, camera I, I, in this, isn't I need it? to explain what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah. Like that that's nice. Yeah, I um, think that's a fun, like a fun it, little addition. I, I would that's re- his best role in a Tarantino movie. I would really like to see this as a play. Yes, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be actually yeah. really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, like a you, TV you, series, you, maybe? Well, that's what they did on the American Netflix. You can see two versions of this film. You can see the normal version on Netflix cut it into four parts. Into four little episodes. See, I would like a full proper, like, if they were ever to redo it or redo yeah. that storyline, a TV series based on the actual each and every character yeah. of the eight. So if you do nine episode series, you do one of each hateful eight. Yeah, and then you do a full episode just of them lot interacting and the entire shootout and yeah. the actual ending. I think that would work really well. Yeah, because like you could flesh out the characters in the way that Tarantino does, but over time you could see their actions, you could see what they do, see how they are. Yeah, like you could see him doing the Lincoln Lair and all that. Yeah, you could see them fighting the wall. You could see them coming across each other, and then the next episode is the old man. Maybe like in the war, I think that would be a really interesting dynamic and really cool way to do it. Um, yeah. What else can we say about this film? Uh, soundtrack is still good. Yeah, it's soundtrack fun. solid. It's a, it's a really nice score. Like, yeah, there's a. Love it's really music. pretty. Oh when, God, yes. Obviously, most of it's inside, but when but they I, are outside, it's really pretty. See, Tarantino has a thing for doing that as well. Yeah, because he's done that with um, this and Reservoir Dogs and. Oh, what else is it done in one room? He, sure. he wrote part. He wrote part of a film called Four Rooms, where he yeah, does he a did. segment of it. God, but yeah, so that's like, one room. I think that is in that is really really cool. Like the one room aspect of a film, I love. Or the one set location, like thing yeah. in the film, is so it's cool. like a bottle episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's really really cool because one cuts down production costs anyway. Yeah. So I feel like he was allowed more for the set design and also for the blood and guts because there was a lot for some reason. Yeah. Um, also, the best line in this movie, hands down, there is no competition. It is from Channing Tatum. He says, say adios, yohoevos, yeah. and then shoots Sam Jackson in the nuts. He really... That it's is the really greatest moment in cinematic history. Yeah. I will not accept any other answers. <laughs> yeah. And th- there's a similar moment in Inglorious Jon Snow's when he says... Um, he says, say, uh, I'll be the same to your Nazi balls. And then shoots him <laughs> in the balls. Oh, God. That's just remind me of um, the Arthur saying that in Django. You know, when um, it's like when he's about to kill Calvin Candy. Oh, he and just he goes, um, normally I would say Arthur saying, but as Arthur saying means, till I see you again. Yeah. To you, sir, I say, good. Bye. <laughs> that bit is so incredible. That's when he fully holds the power in it that is. scene, and that's it when is. you know he's about to kill him, isn't he? Yeah. He's he, he's he's gonna kill him. He's gonna shoot him. The, like the the mechanism. Exactly. How would they make that in that time? By the way, I don't know. You know, I don't it's care. A I love it. Film. I love it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, like they shot Hitler in a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> like anybody who talks about inconsistencies in history you could just say like when it comes to science in movies just like Hitler died in a cinema from it being blown up and literally getting his face riddled with bullets you cannot complain about inconsistencies in history it is cinematic it's fun are we done talking about how late then uh no because we, we haven't talked much about it have we I know but what else is there to say I mean it's a really fun movie like, is it? And also, there is like the really cool moment of like this guitar smashing scene. That like, is good. Her her reaction is Jane. It's like with Django and like her reaction to Leo like smashing his hand on the table. Yeah, but they wasted. I is think she- it was like seventy thousand dollars or forty thousand. Like they wasted forty thousand dollars. Yeah, just breaking just, the guitar. 
everything in this movie all of the dialogue is so slow and everything is said about two or three times before it like goes through into someone's head and I feel like if you chop if you like change the script so that everyone so that things weren't like said about four or five times like slightly different ways then this film wouldn't be two hours and fifty minutes yeah didn't the script of this get re- get leaked? I was going to mention that earlier. The script of this did get released early twenty before they started shooting. And, and then he said he wasn't going to make he it. He says he wasn't going to make it. And then he made some changes and then decided to make it. Yeah. I really want to see the original script of this. I because think I feel you can like buy I would, it. I feel like I would have enjoyed that more. I think you can actually buy it. I don't want to read. I, don't, I, don't, I can't read. I can't read. Book recommendation. I can't yeah, no. Read. No matter what, we can put Tarantino to IT. No matter, we can put everything to the IT crowd. Yeah, we should we just can. do an IT crowd podcast. Yeah, maybe that'd be great. What would you call an IT pod? An IT crowd. Podcast? The podcast crowd. No, that's bad. So is the IT podcast. Yeah, I feel like I would have enjoyed the original version more than I did Probably, this yeah. version. My dad really doesn't like this movie. He's you seen it once really? and he turned it off before the end. He was like, "This is rubbish, isn't it? It's proper slow." And I was fair like, enough. Fair enough. I mean, it is slow, but like, if you appreciate a slow movie, you will really enjoy this. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, Widows is a very slow build-up movie. Yeah, but I love that. I really like Widows as well. Yeah, I, I don't although know. I don't like slight spoilers for. I say slight spoilers. It's spoilers for spoilers. Spoilers for Widows right now. Weirdly, in this Tarantino podcast. Yeah. I, the one thing I really don't like about that film is, is the melodramatic is the melodramatic nature that Liam Neeson faked his own death. Yeah. And then appears on like a yacht at the end. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And then he turns over and she kills him. Man, I really like that movie up until Liam Neeson's involvement. Yeah. I, I, Why don't they bring I, John Berthold back? John Berthold's so much better than Liam Neeson. I'd much rather... John Berthold's great! I'd much rather have John Berthold than Liam Neeson. Remember when he was thingy on Walking Dead? When he was... Shane. Shane. And then Coral. he shaved his head. Coral! <laughs> when he shaved his head and became evil Shane. He did become That, that was literally a transition. It was like... It was. Hair Shane, good Shane. Evil Shane, bold Shane. There you go. Boom. Right. Solved it. Conspiracy theory. Are we done? Are we done talking about it? Uh, probably. The answer is yes. Probably. Because I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> hateful this one's going to be so movie. much shorter. <laughs> it is, because we're not doing a play-by-play. That was your idea. You cannot complain about something that was your idea. Was I literally thoughts. asked you, what do you want to do? And it's like, oh, we'll do it in this order. Yeah. It was both of our fault. It was your fault. It was your fault. It was your fault. Boo you, Xander. Boo you. Okay, it was under. Now we've come to the part we've all been waiting for. Once upon a time, so close. Hang on. Um, this is the reason we did this podcast because the new movie has come out. It is Once Upon a Time. Dot dot dot. In Hollywood. This is the newest film by Quentin Tarantino, the ninth one, and I feel like I'm going to have a seizure. I've had so much, so much Tarantino. And you still haven't watched all of Death Proof, because you're still a bad man. <laughs> you're a bad man. You're a bad man, Conan. Yeah. You loved our movie, Conan. <laughs> you laughed. Um, what have I done? This movie is two hours 41, so it's not as did long. Not fight, did not feel like that. No, it, was, I, I, it went by as like a brisk. It was a brisk walk, this one. 
please do. Uh, it's getting really, really good reviews at the moment. It's at eight point three on IMDb. Yes, uh, Django is the he's like he's second highest rated, and that's eight point four. And this is the same rating as Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction, isn't it? Pulp Fiction is eight point nine. Eight point nine. So that's he's got a long way to go. He's never going to get there, obviously. Oh, obviously. Um, let's read out the synopsis from IMDb. Uh, a faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the film industry during the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969, Los Angeles. This stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Kurt Russell, Al Pacino. And many more people. A lot that of are people. famous. Yes. So we're gonna do firstly we're gonna do a general discussion. Yes. And um, we're gonna talk about our thoughts on the movie and then we're going to go into spoilers. We're gonna give you a big old warning. I'll probably so, I'll probably put a noise in. Uh, I, what what we can do as well is we can read out the timestamp and Oh, oh no, that sounds like so much more it. effort. Because then I have to edit it to make sure it's the same time. I'm yeah. not I'm not doing a timestamp. Yeah. I'm definitely not gonna do it. I'll just put I'll I'll do a, a noise thing. I'll I'll play this noise. I know. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> okay, so once upon a time in Hollywood, um, Leonardo DiCaprio is incredible. He's a revelation. He's, He's uh, the best part about this movie. He really is. He's really, really good. Um, Brad Pitt is also on his level. As Second good. best part about this movie. Yeah, look, Brad Pitt is funnier, but Leonardo DiCaprio is better. better. Yeah. I do agree. He's, the, the the things that he does in this movie are truly special, and the things that I only dream of doing as an actor. So you know, I remember saying to you because in this movie from the trailers, you know that he's an actor. He's doing a few um, like different things, so like movies and yeah. TV shows and all that kind of thing. And I really hope they did what they did with um, Inglorious. John Snow's yes where on the Blu-ray they released the movie that they did for like like for the Nazi thing yeah they did a half hour movie yeah and I really hope they do like 10 minute cuts of each episode Tarantino has apparently written six episodes of that show that oh my on. I hope to god he, f- and he he's wants, he wants to film it he wants to I film really it I really hope Bounty he does War. for the like specifically for the Blu-ray just because <laughs> that is such a nice like he's done that in the past yeah like with Inglorious John Snow's I think that was a really nice addition it was so unneeded but it's so nice yeah and I would love to watch Bounty Law because Bounty I feel Law like it's like gonna like be so awful and yeah. so fun yeah there's also like there's so many good parts about this movie there are that there I are so many really parts. really want yeah as full movies they um yeah um what, I'm trying to think what else we can talk about without going full deep in well yeah there's not really much we can talk about like that because obviously the trailers are quite misleading they are very yeah, we're not quite in they, a sense they, they are they focus more on things that aren't as in the movie as much. Yeah. The movie is more focused on Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and their venture into Hollywood. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is he's a washed up TV actor who was big in the early sixties and late fifties. Yeah. And now he's doing like the bad guy specials on other people's TV. Oh my shows. god, he is just Bojack Horseman. It's once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh my good lord above. Hollywood. <laughs> Um, Bojack Horseman is the best show on TV right now. Fight me. It is. It I, is. I will agree with you yeah. completely because it depresses the hell out of me. If you haven't, no, seen that's it, good, that could be a recommendation it. from us. Like, yeah, for just this. just every week the recommendation is watch Bojack Horseman. Yeah, just it's, uh, just assume it's, it's gonna be Bojack and probably Hellboy. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, back to it. Back to it. Back to it. 
Um, he's he's a washed up actor now, and he's just trying to find work. Yeah. But he he wants to make it big again, and Al Pacino breaks it down for him so well, and you see Leo's face just get destroyed during that yeah. conversation, and you can see him outside afterwards. And he's crying, and he's like, "Man, that it's the truth, though. He needed yeah. to hear that." The light's gone out outside. Yeah, I'm scared. Bear with me. I'm scared. Scared, scared about myself. Michael Myers is coming. <laughs> You know when I used to call you when I was in the studio. <laughs> yeah, on my own. That was um, like I remember a story when you got back from what you were walking home from watching Halloween again in cinema. Oh no, it was the first time I went to watch it with you, and yes, I came over to an alleyway. Yeah, and I phoned you and said, "Listen, David, you need to stay on the phone with me." I'm and then the I started teasing you. By doing the I ran. I ran away. <laughs> I just ran. It's like no. What's Upon a Time in Hollywood is really good. It is. It's yes. really fun. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, should we talk should we talk spoilers now? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's uh See Margot Robbie's good. She's not in it much. Yeah. She's for someone who is on all of the posters, who is like main uh, top billing. She's not in this movie much. Yeah. But the movie's not about her. The movie just is It's set about Rick Dalton and Cliff... Uh, Cliff Booth. But it's just she's around it. She She's in the movie adjacent. Yes. There is... I feel like... I feel like he really... She's like the side fries of the Big Burger. He really wanted to mislead the audience by thinking this was a movie about the Manson murders. Well, yeah, that's but what's then, really interesting about Tarantino. But then was like all the way through because all the way you see like what she's up to in February then what she's up to in August and it comes up to the day of and you're like oh what's she doing yeah. you know it leads up to the moment and then we, uh, it fully we see changes what happens history. when we see what happens um, I really like the relationship that uh, Brad Pitt had with that little girl another little girl you know what I mean like the 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 17 year old yeah I think their relationship was really good. I liked her. Yeah. Uh, she looked really familiar. I, I'm going to look I this was, up now. I was thinking this, I'm going to look this up now because I said yeah, I whispered to you. I said she looked really familiar. She, her name was Pussycat. Margaret Qualley. Who's she? What else have I seen her in? What else have I seen her in? Talking Who to the, the hell is Adam Shadowchild? <laughs> Any step... Steph Weffer and the, and the Great Brass Hen. Great Brass Hen. Oh, she's in I Know from Death Note. She, that's what I've seen her in. Death Note. That's I, it. I saw the it. really, really bad Death Note. I saw it, a breakdown of the new Death Note, and she's in that. You she's in it. the Nice Guys as well. She's the oh, woman nice who guys made the film. Great. She's the woman who made the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. How'd you like my great. car, big boy? That's yeah. the name of the film. In, um, yeah, man. Yeah, she she's really good. Um, that whole scene on the trailer park. Or the uh, old film lot. Yeah. He's so tense. Because you have no idea See, where that film is going. Thing is, that right. going either. Tarantino has recently said that his next film, if he could write one really good, he, it could be a horror. Yeah. And that scene would, like, feels like a horror. And I feel like that's a precursor into what he could 100%. do as a horror. And I think that would be incredible. His style of film- filmmaking with horror... Yeah, would be insane. It would. It really would. Like, imagine Pulp Fiction meets it. <laughs> That'd be crazy. It'd be mental. I'd love it. Say it one more time. I dare you. I double <laughs> exactly. it. <laughs> you just see Pennywise <coughs> dancing in a club doing that. Oh god. 
doing that rigid <laughs> twist that John Travolta does. Yeah. Dear me. Um, yeah. They. Yeah, that scene is incredible. The um, the the whole. I really like the little girl that Leo meets. On oh, set, she's who's pretending to be the method actor, and yeah. me and you both went, "Oh, man, she's the method actor." Yeah, God, she's like, she's like, she, I don't want to, you know, come out of roles stuff yeah. like that. It's like, that's well, she really is cool. real. She's really nice. She's really, Leo. she's really good. She's, she's great. She, yeah, and then in she, the trailer, she's the one who um, goes, "That was the greatest acting I've ever seen," and that bit is so adorable. Yeah, because he, he you see, the guy's got talent. Yeah, and that's the most upsetting thing about it. It's when. It's that's in La La Land yes. when you see her at the start when she's doing that audition and you see that she's got talent and then later on when she's doing these bad auditions it's not it doesn't come out of nowhere yeah. at the end when she does have the talent because yeah. it proves at the start that she does have the talent and that's what's so picked. heartbreaking about the fact that she doesn't get a shot yeah she's really good um, that whole scene is amazing um, yeah do you want to go more into into spoilers then. Yeah, spoiler territory. This film really misleads you. Okay, hang on, hang on, wait. Spoiler alert. This movie came out... I think this is coming out on Monday. So this film has been out five days, although it's been out for three weeks in America. America. Uh, Hello to all my American fans. How's it going? Howdy to all the Texan fans. Howdy, (laughs) y'all. I say we do the rest of this in American accents, y'all. Just do it in a Boston accent. Johnny, I'm frightened. Johnny, I'm frightened. I thought that was only for people My bad, I was sending a tweet. (laughs) See, Garfield's eyes look like a pair of boobs. I do not sound that (laughs) much like like Peter 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 Griffin. Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) I love Ted. Ted Um, is great. Yeah, this is a spoiler alert for the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you have not seen it, uh, then maybe don't listen to this. Uh, Maybe come back after you've seen it. If you don't care about spoilers, then still listen. But we are just going to go full into the conversation now. So play the tune. Spoilers. Spoilers. For when you play a tune. Spoilers. I don't know what it's going to be. Spoilers. I don't know. I'll figure something out. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So this movie really, really misleads you with the trailers because it shows all like in the trailer, you yeah. see all of Charles Manson that is in the movie. Yeah. You see, well, actually, you see more in the trailer yeah. because there's a scene when he looks up at Brad Pitt and waves at him and that's not in the see, movie. No, no, that is in it. That's when he's, uh, he doesn't look up at Brad Pitt in that because like, no, there's two moments where he waves. He turns around and waves, but there's that other moment when he fully turns around and you see him and then he goes... Yeah, hey. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are right, but that like he's not in the movie. No, it's not about like nobody. Like you don't realize Charles Manson murders until those like the hippies that he's constantly going on about. Well, you do realize it. You know it beca- because, because it's 1969. But people who don't know about sell. it and all that kind of thing. I, see, until I, you hear Charlie, you know. Yeah, that is wait. This is the Manson family. Yeah, what? Yeah, where's Brad, Charles Manson? See, see, Brad Pitt goes to that tra- trailer yeah. park, and that's the Manson family. Yeah, and he's interacting with them all, and I was like, man, because that's where that's the re- me- reason why you have no idea what's going to happen. Exactly, like, man. And also, by the way, I saw a tweet. I told you this afterwards. Yes, yeah, you did. I saw a tweet online tweet. about someone that was really annoyed that there was no Manson, like that it wasn't about the Manson family. Yeah, and um, then they put at the bottom. By the way, the stuntman dies, and I was like, you sick little person. John Snow 
you sick little Jon Snow. <laughs> I can't believe you've I can't believe you've done this. Oh, and I, all the I way through the film. Done this. All the, that, the reason I was so tense during that film was that that, that scene, especially yeah. I was like, this is where he dies. Oh yeah, this is where he dies. So watching a movie with Xander, right? This <laughs> this is going to be a quick recap on watching films with Xander. So basically, whenever he's seeing a new film and there's action scenes, he recoils. Zandy gets really into it. He gets very into it. And this is screams. why I go to the cinema on my own. I, to be fair, though, the ending, I think everyone screamed. Oh, they the all screamed. During the last 20 minutes. <laughs> no, it was you, and then I screamed slightly. Because yeah. I forgot I was in a cinema. Yeah. But you screamed very loudly, and the people behind you were laughing a lot because of it. I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, also, Leonardo DiCaprio has a flamethrower. Yeah, you see that. You saw that in the trailer, and I was like, "Oh man, they've shown all the flamethrower stuff in the trailer." But yeah, no, 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 no. So, no, no. so should we should we break down that whole? Uh, maybe we should do a play by play scene. Play, not play by play, but we'll literally just say. So basically, Brad Pitt I, kills two of them. Wait, wait. What what happens though? So I mean, like, we need to explain the scene. Okay. So the the you ending. The scene. So the ending scene is. Uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are like, right, we're, good. we're not going to work together anymore. We've had nine years of working together. We're not going to do it anymore. They've just come back from Italy. And then uh, Leo, Brad Pitt goes out for a walk with his dog and smokes an acid cigarette, which is just a cigarette dipped in acid. That he got for 50 cents, which 50 is a bargain. I was like, this when she goes to the cinema and she's like, oh yeah, that's 75 cents. I poached her was like, damn. I want to live in the 60s where going to you get to see it for free oh yeah thank you Audi and Limitless <laughs> cheeky plug. not sponsored not sponsored hashtag not, <laughs> hashtag not an ad um, yeah so they so he's going for that walk and Leo's making margaritas 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 yeah there was a there was a, yeah. a film directed by Antonio, <laughs> Antonio Margarita. I, I, I saw that and I turned to Xander put my fingers up in like my yeah. three main fingers and my thumb in the middle and just went Antonio Margariti <laughs> and um, it's incredible and then they, so then he hears a car outside and it's a group of it's a group of the Manson family yeah. from the early scene in the yeah. in the shooting lot it's Tex um, the ginger haired woman and the woman with the white face the wife the really like the the really pale woman yeah so the four of them are in a car all dressed in black and they're going to Sharon Tate's house which is just next door to Rick Dalton yeah. And they're like, when Charlie's been told them to go and kill them, yeah. kill everyone in the house. And so they're there. Leo then has a massive go at them for being there, for being hippies. He's like, you're here to smoke your pot? Get out of here. And he get, <laughs> kicks like them out. old man's like, you damn kids, get off my lawn. And then they drive away and then they come and then they come back. Three of them come out, one of them drives away. And they're like, you know what? Instead, we're just going to kill this guy. Yeah. We're going to get this well, guy. They're more like, they start talking about how he's Rick Dolan, how he played um, Jacob on TV and Bounty Law. Yeah. And then one of them starts going mental about like Hollywood and just like blaming all killing and all that on Hollywood. And then she just comes up with this drug few like drug fueled idea of why don't we kill the people that taught us how to kill, taught us to kill. Yeah. So then they, they decide to kill Rick Dolan. Yeah. 
So they go to his house. He's out in the pool yeah. with these headphones on. Mass- <laughs> Just chilling. Massive headphones listening ah. to the radio. Has no idea what's going it's on. Great. And Brad Pitt comes home. Yeah. And that's when the three come into the house. And Brad Just Pitt- before that, though, he starts waving. <laughs> because he's high on acid, he's he starts waving acid. his hand. And usually in this kind of, like, in a film where there's a drug trip, you start seeing the waves and everything. But you don't but see But because anything. it's Tarantino, you don't see that. It's just him <laughs> waving his hand in front of and him. And just giggling. And it's so funny. This this is where Brad Pitt shines. <laughs> this is the funniest moment of the entire... Even, like, the, the fight scene is funny. Yeah. Because of the dialogue. Exactly. And because Brad Pitt's off his rocker. He is, he's absolutely off it. Oh, it's and so good. So then they walk in. And he start he points at them and like the guy, main guy's got a gun yeah. and he points points his fingers <laughs> over his finger at him. <laughs> and he's like he's just <laughs> laughing so hard. He literally asks if they're real at one point. He does, yeah. And then he realizes who they are and then he like starts going on and it's like, You're te- like you're Rex. Now yeah. it's something like now he's like, I'm the devil, I'm doing the devil's work. Now it's something dominant then. Yeah. Like that bit is just so funny still. And then and then he gets and then he clicks the dog. Yeah. And the dog jumps on him. Oh, the dog bites his arm. Th- this is like, honestly, I 100% think that this film and John Wick 3 are in the same universe. Um, because the dogs in Also, if you I don't like say, seeing dogs get punched in the head, you do not want to see this because the dog gets punched in the head like five times. And at that moment, I thought the dog was going to die. Oh. And I was really sad. And then the dog goes for his nuts. He does go for his nuts. And I was really happy because the guy deserved that for punching a dog in the head. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was pretty incredible. If a dog then, was ever biting my arm, I think I'd just start stroking it, even if it's trying to kill me. And then he lets that one go. Or the, the, and then the the other woman comes at him with a knife, and he throws a can of dog food <laughs> at her face, breaks her nose, breaks her nose. I thought he like broke her face. See, the thing is, I saw the dog, the can of dog food. I thought he was going to start punching people with it. Yeah, but no, just yeets it. Yeets it. He fully yeets Yeet. it, and it's incredible. That yeah. is like, and then she's crawling on the floor, and then he gets the dog on her. Yeah, and then the other one just like, gets punched in the face by um, the Rick Don's wife. Yeah, Italian wife. Yeah, who's like, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's proper funny. <coughs> yeah, and then so the fight carries on. Yeah, Brad Pitt goes ham on these guys. Just beating the pulp out of them the absolute stuffing out of them He's then gets stabbed knocked out and one of them then runs through the window out into the pool where Leo is so Leo's chilling in the pool he like gets scared of the fact that someone's in his pool and the person in the pool just starts like trying to stab the air basically yeah she, I don't think she can see she's I think panicking she's Com- I think she's like, blind yeah I think she's been hitting like she's got blood in her eyes or some sort, yeah. something like that but she's panicking constantly trying to stab the air so Leo just swims out goes to his like little shed this this moment <laughs> might be one of my favorite audience moments i've seen avengers endgame on midnight release thor uh, captain america catches thor's hammer an incredible cinematic yeah. moment this might top that moment for audience reaction yeah because then r- basically what happens is he goes in his shed and he walks out and remember how I said the flamethrower earlier? Yeah, he brings out the flamethrower and burns <laughs> it to death in a pool. It's it's, it's incredible. So out of nowhere. <laughs> it just it's not even hinted at earlier or but anything. So like, perfect. Like Cliff Booth's like being awesome and being able to fight really well. He beats up Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee earlier on. He throws him into a car and then he like 
he beats up the one of the like people at the Manton Ranch. Basically, it's, this is the same as like, oh man, if you could go back in time, what would you do to these evil murderers? Yeah, I just. I'd just burn them alive. Yeah, burn them. Yeah. What would you do to Hitler if I'd shoot him in the head repeatedly? Yeah. You know, what would you do to all these slave owners? I'd blow up the house. Yeah. That This is what Tarantino was thinking. Like, if I could go back in time and do these horrible things to these horrible people, what would I do? What would yeah. the worst, what is the worst thing I possible? feel like that's his writing process. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Manson murders. What would I do to them? Yeah. <laughs> I'd <laughs> burn them alive in a pool. The, ne- the next one. Donald Trump. What would I do to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly. It was the entire audience went no, like, no. I I can no. confirm this. Like they were just like, wait, what? No. <laughs> and it just it came out of nowhere, and it was incredible. And then the rest of the film is just funny because he's like explaining to uh, Sharon Tate's yeah. boyfriend or f- just friend. Uh, boy, I think boyfriend slash like best love friend. triangle. Yeah, love triangle. Yeah. Um, Love triangle participant. Just explain to him what's going on, and he's like, yeah. "Man, is everyone okay?" He's like, "The hippies, not so much, but me and my wife are, are yeah. okay." You know, stuff like that. And he and he says to he's, he says like, "What what what happened to him?" He said, "Well, my friend beat up two of them, and then I torched one of them." He's like, "You torched one of them?" Yeah. And it, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I just this movie has gotten better since we watched it last night it we, we went to watch the, the, by the way we're recording this on Friday we saw this Thursday night yeah and uh, yeah I I really li- I came out really liking it but I, I've slept on it and I think it's gone up in my rankings yeah um, is there anything else you want to say about this uh, once again soundtrack is incredible the soundtrack is incredible uh, Margaret Robbie she's barely in it but she's exactly. still really good in it yeah like, she's when she's in it she's fun I really like the final shot of him coming like she Me, she yeah. she, op- she always opens the gates to fame what's wor- what's best about that is like the fact that she really really likes him like yeah. as an actor she idolizes him like a Sharon Tate so you see that all the time Rick Dalton. Like, and I think that's really nice the fact that he's such a low end celebrity for them and yeah. he's constantly talking about like how if he was in a Roman Polanski movie yeah, he, he says would, that at the start. He'd be making it, and now but he's, then he's he's immediately let open the doors because he torched somebody to death. <laughs> like that's what gets him the role. You know how he how he touch your neighbors. You know exactly. Um, how to touch your neighbor? The new house train dragon. <laughs> how to talk to girls at parties? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> a good. That's how a really, to torch girls at parties? That's a really good film, by the way. How to yeah. talk to girls at parties? That's a recommend. Um, yeah, are we are we done talking about that? Um, yeah, so should right. we do the rankings? Yeah. Um, um, by the way, you can come out of spoilers now. I've got Kill Bill as one film. So okay, I've got Kill Bill as two films. So if you do your bottom four first, yes. Okay, hit me with your bottom so four. My bottom four. By the way, this is now we we. I don't think we explain this properly. Uh, this, we're gonna now rank all the Quentin Tarantino films because that's the only way our generation works. Yeah. From worst to best. Because I really want this to end. Yeah. I never watch a Tarantino film again for the I'm next probably going to watch Django when I get home. <laughs> but right. Yeah. Hit so, me with your 10 to 7. 10 to 7. Oh, by the way, I've probably cut this bit out. David is counting Kill Bill as two movies. I'm counting them as one. Primarily because I have thoughts, I have different thoughts on both of them. Yeah, you do. So, my the, the worst one, or the least good, because I don't want to say it's bad. Yeah. So, the least good is Jackie Brown. Yep. Then Death Proof. Okay. Then Kill Bill 1. Then Kill Bill 2. I think Kill wow. Bill 2 is definitely better than the first wow. one. Wow. That's a... 
Okay, well, to be fair, it's not too controversial. Uh, nine for me is Jackie Brown. Yep. Eight is Death Proof. Seven is Hateful Eight. Really? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Hateful Eight. <laughs> Dear me. Don't worry, that's going above um, thingy anyway. Kill so Bill. I assumed it was going there anyway. Man, this is so... We did this really last minute, didn't we? Right. We did. Hit me. Uh, then it goes Hateful Eight. Right. Once Upon. Right. And Pulp Fiction. What? Pulp Fiction's what? The third. Wait, is that third? Yeah, that's third. You've skipped out some there. I did. <laughs> there goes Hateful God damn it, David. I'm so bad at this. Wait, no, I haven't. Yeah, well, you must have. Because I said Kill Bill 1 and 2. Hateful Eight, Once Upon, Pulp Fiction. Because then I've got the man top three. So it's fourth. Pulp Fiction's fourth. Fourth, yes. Right, okay. My next DM, this is We're the shambles. Right, so number six for me is Kill Bill 1 and yep. 2. Because to be fair, they would have been 1 and 2. Like, to, I, I'd like, re, like, one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, then five is, this might, yeah, Django Unchained is five. I'm leaving. And four, this might switch. Go on. Right now in my head, four is Reservoir Dogs. Wow. See, I've got that. Uh, I've got speaking to the mic. Oh, thank you. So my <laughs> top podcast one hundred and one. <laughs> my top three are Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Inglorious John Snows. Yes. And then Django Unchained. I see. Number three. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Number two, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And number one, Inglorious John Snows. Yeah. See, I'm quite surprised about Reservoir Dogs. I, it's really you gone up for really, me. Really, really enjoy it. I, I. It's, what, what do you mean? Like, I, you seem to enjoy it more than you do like other ones. Like, yeah, I, I, before what, before doing this, I hadn't seen it the whole way yeah. through. But since watching it, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. So I, that must be a good thing. Yeah, that and, is a good uh, thing. I think I would rather. I, I feel like it's much easier to get through than Django is, and that's the only reason it's higher. Yeah. Obviously, we love ninety percent of these movies. I love all of them. I, I do enjoy every single yeah. one of them. Jackie Brown's a bit different, but I still really enjoy it. It's got, yeah. I've got to be in the kind of mood to watch that kind of film, but yeah. I still enjoy it. I think I might watch that in a few weeks. Just, just once, to, once I've got out of this funk of watching Tarantino films, maybe it might go up for me. I'm just going to watch a load of J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Just going to watch, watch Star gonna watch, Trek seven just times. Just going to watch Super 8 12 times. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember watching that film. I remember watching it as a kid, but I don't remember I, much about it. I remember it being good. Yeah. Does the monster, like, take his mum's picture yes. or something? What a, what a bad person what that alien is. Because it needs metal, doesn't it? You weird but it keeps kidnapping man. dogs. Yeah. What the hell's going on in that movie? Anyway, right, so uh, there you go. Our uh, rankings. I just want to say to everyone, if you want to uh, send us your list of Tarantino films, if you've seen the new one, let us know what you think of the new film. And let us know your list as well if you yep. have a list or what is your favourite Tarantino film or your least favourite. Or if you just want to call us bad people for talking bad things about Jackie Brown, then yeah. please tell us that. Um, well, if you ever tell me that you do not like Django Unchained, I will. I don't know yet. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, do something. He'll probably just respect you for it. I mean, I won't. I'll, I'll be the exact opposite. I will go on a Twitter rant, even though I don't have Twitter. No, you don't. I don't have Twitter. Do you have any um, recommendations this week? Or did you only watch Tarantino? I watched Tarantino films, but I also carried on my watch of Breaking Bad. My rewatch of Breaking Bad. Um, I'm up to the last episode. Felina. Um, yeah. Which, if none of you knew, weird fact, 
the actual thing obviously is an underground finale yes it is and it is also the um, periodic table of basically blood meth and tears wow yeah with iron oh yeah F-E-L-I and N-A there we go that's clever that show is really well thought out yeah because like there's also um, Vince Gilligan has his face on a dollar bill randomly you know when they're going through all the money in oh, the machine you can see Vince Gilligan's face on one of the dollar bills that's more of an easter egg but I mean yeah like, but that's so, nice so, like, it's, it's, it's like in season 2 the name of all the episodes with the black and white flash forward yeah. cold opens yeah are like it's 2737 um, down over uh, Albuquerque yeah and at the end of the thing you realise the plane crash yeah. over Albuquerque it's, it's, it's like, really interesting it's really well show. thought out show yeah. um, if you haven't seen it then you've been living under a rock because it's the it's arguably the greatest show of all time technically uh, the rating wise that's Chernobyl yes but I feel like I think that's second on IMDb Breaking Bad is like fifth no. he's behind like I know, I know Game of Thrones like is below that now because of season 8 Planet Earth 1 and 2 are just one series, so you can't really count that. No, no, they're technically two series. Yeah, but they are one. I know, It's but the same thing. It's, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna argue with IMDb, David. It's like... Uh, IMDb is like, the god, David. Breaking Bad is like fifth, I don't know. And there's um, also a Netflix Planet f- show with David Attenborough on it, so... So that's just more Planet Earth. It's called Our Planet. But it's Planet Earth, basically. So, um, have you got anything else? Um, no, I've got things I need to watch for next week. <laughs> I'm gonna have so many recommendations for next week. I, I got see. I last week I was like, man, I need to watch all these Tarantino films, and then suddenly I got like three emails in two days saying, one, Catastrophe Season Four is available. Two, my pre-order of Dragged Across Concrete, the new Craig S. Zala movie, who directed Bull Tomahawk and Brawley Cellbook Sixty Nine, Brawley Cellbook Ninety Nine, which are both incredible movies. Uh, if you haven't seen them check them out they're both 18 very brutally violent but very good um, and his new movie came out on on iTunes so I need to watch that uh, and I also got the email about Archer Season 10 being available on Netflix and you also got a text about that I did. I got a WhatsApp from Netflix yeah, yeah which is because I, I I got the thing so he's saying oh Archer Season 10 is now on Netflix and I almost th- I thought it was you and I almost thought yeah I know I just got an email and then he said <laughs> Netflix was like oh wait what because I was going to text you with the email, but then thought, no, nah, I'll text you later. And then, you, and then Netflix texted me. I was like, oh, that was Netflix. Oh. <laughs> and you just okay. forwarded me the message. I, I wasn't used to other people texting me, to be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Only David and your dad. Only David and my dad. And, and Domino's. Domino's. And Domino's. And now Netflix. And now Netflix. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Uh, yes. I didn't watch this all too recently, but I watched it for the first time somewhat recently. Um, it's a film called What We Do in the Shadows by Taika Waititi fantastic it is movie. incredible it's a um, satire comedy mockumentary mockumentary about vampires yes it, it recently is. had a re, like a TV series a TV series I don't I, apparently it was really good yeah it's on a BBC iPlayer it. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I haven't watched watch it yet, but I'm going to watch it very soon but um, Taika Waititi is the guy who directed um, Thor Ragnarok He's also Hunt for the Wilder People yes he's, he's also his upcoming film is called Jojo Rabbit where he plays um, Hitler. a Hitler satire. Yeah, where, where he's in a, he's someone's imaginary friend. Yeah, where he's Hitler. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's going to be really funny. <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, like what we're doing in the shadows, it it finds all the like it does a lot of the mythology of vampires, and instead of like mimicking it and taking the like mick out of it, it just uses it and extends it. Yeah, and it uses it for the comedy. It basically it 
it's really smart in the way that he uses the lore of vampires. It is. And I think that's what made me love it so much because usually if it's a vampire comedy, it's either parodying Twilight and being awful. Yeah. AKA Vampire Sucks. Yeah. That's, that's an actual movie. movie. That's a bad movie. And that's a bad movie. I have that on Blu-ray because of a friend. <laughs> they they made me that's buy a, it for fifty P. It's a bad friend. It's a, that is a bad friend and you know that friend. Oh, is it Matt? It no, it's it's Dahlia. Oh. You, Dahlia. Good damn it, Dahlia. Awful friend. Shout out to Dahlia. We love you. What we do in the shadows, the um I love their friend that is basically Nosferatu. Yeah. In the basement. He's brilliant. I love the scene where Taika brings a girl back home and he lays down bed sheets and then bites her neck. <laughs> and and it the goes blood everywhere, goes everywhere. Bed sheets. And it's the funniest thing. Because then you see him again later on when someone's running through the house and he does it again. He's like, oh damn it. <laughs> That, he's it's really, really funny. everyone's really funny in that movie. Uh, yeah, that's a really good recommend. That and like we said earlier, Bojack Horseman. Watch it. Bojack Be depressed. Um, when that that new season's got to come out soon, right? It normally comes out about September, September, October ish. Sometimes I think once November. We normally get a trailer about a month before. Yeah, man, I oh. I really want to see because I love every time that a trailer comes out for Bojack Horseman. I know that I can do my yearly rewatch. Yeah. And then I can watch the new season and just add that to it. But the thing is, this yearly rewatch is going to be really hard with that eulogy episode. That I, just, I honestly, I sit and watch that. Just watch that episode. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've done that about four or five I times. I very first watched that on the bus, and I cried on the bus because of it. Yeah, it is so it's, good. It's the best, but it's arguably so the best episode of TV I've ever seen. Possibly. It's just probably yeah. Heartbreak, it's just yeah. Will Arnett talking into a microphone. Yeah. That that that, that showed us so much for mental health. It that, really does. Oh. It's so necessary right now. I might watch that. Yeah, though. it's very progressive. Uh, de- definitely worth a watch. Yeah, there we go. So next week, uh, I've I've convinced James to come on the podcast again. J- James on my list. We've got someone better, more yeah. more qualified next week. Probably considering he works here. He does work here. Uh, we were going to talk about Olympus Fallen and London's Fallen, but James doesn't have them on Blu-ray, so I don't think we'll watch those. We'll figure something out for next week. Um, but thank you so much guys for listening man this is going to be cut to hell this is probably going to be like five how long is it it's an hour 58 it'll probably be hour 42 maybe even less nah there's not not been that much that we need to cut I guess not enough for 10 like but I will still have to go through this whole thing and cut little bits yeah you're going to have a fun time I really am uh, thank you it's again to my though for coughing it's not getting ill I'm sorry I can't help it I'm surrounded by kids all day I work in a shoe shop where I serve children's shoes and they're all snotty snotty little monsters may want to cut that bit out as well I'm not going to cut that bit you're out you're not going to um, cut that bit it's my opinion I can do it I want that's it. your opinion <laughs> David thank you so very much for joining me on this amazing two part roller coaster where you basically ruined your internet appeal yes um, I had internet appeal yes who um, said this? Nobody. Was it Bosch? Your mother. Um, was it Bosch? <laughs> was it Bosch? Everything um, was Bosch. Right. Talk, talk to the people. What can you plug? Uh, just once again, my um, I didn't sell my Twitter. Man, they're going to be they're going to be thinking about this after two hours of listening to you. They, yeah. they, they listened to this two hours ago. Yeah. But for us, it was a week ago. Leave us yeah. alone. Yeah. Plug I, something. Um, I didn't. Um, I didn't get my Twitter made because I was lazy and I was watching a lot of time to you know. And I went bowling. Oh, um, you went bowling. I went Amazing. bowling. I also went um, for a few drinks and uh, went to a new bar in Manchester called NQ64. Shout out to NQ64. They're great. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, I've been having a, um, I've had a very busy week. So I haven't bothered 
sitting on my phone for five minutes and plug your Instagram and your music video for so, the love uh, of Christ yeah. on, on YouTube you can find a music video I made by a band either that YouTube is either We Are The DDEs or just DDEs I haven't been on it in a while uh, and my Instagram is at it's underscore David underscore French yeah all in lower caps you can find the link to the music video there you can also find any of the other projects that I've worked on amazing um, feel free to give me a follow and hit me up if you want anything for your business or anything like a corporate or a music video or advert he's very professional even though he doesn't sound on here I don't at all yeah but he's I, a very different I'm person very, on set yeah I am yeah. I really am except I uh, uh, no I'm, I'm literally just the exact opposite as I am here yeah yeah, although yeah. you haven't sworn, although I did cut out a couple of swears, but um, yeah, you you've, you've been also very cut good. out many coughs. I cut out so many coughs. Uh, thank you so much, David, for coming on for this amazing two-part. Well, I say amazing. It was it, pretty, pretty, it was pretty average, pretty it, mediocre. It was the Jackie Brown of co- mediocre. Of it was the Jackie Brown of podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that will be it from me, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said earlier, if you want to hit me up with your uh, favorite Tarantino film moment, line of dialogue. If you want to hit me up with your list of favourite Tarantino films, worst to best, if you want to have a go at me and David for not liking Jackie Brown, that is absolutely fine. Also, feel free to hit me up on Instagram on why you don't like Django Unchained and I'll find out everything about you. Don't do that. You, you um, can. Don't do that. Yes, uh, thank you so much, guys. Um, can I plug my social media on this? Because I don't want to do that because I don't want to get in trouble. Do you have anything for your social media? Yeah, I've got, I've got like an Instagram. At the Real Zandro W if you want to send me a personal message. Uh, or if you want to just uh, message the show, then you can do that through the Tames Radio Facebook page. If you send Tames Radio Tames Radio message, um, that just use the words either Zander or Film Podcast. It'll get back to me. So uh, if you have any questions as well about films or anything like that, just give me a shout. Or if you've got any ideas for future shows, that would all be helpful. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will, well, I will see you next week. And I will see you on Christmas for Die Hard. Maybe even not. You've been a pretty horrible guest. I'm, I'm I'm doing Die Hard. Now, JK, I love you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Goodbye.